0: Hello, good evening, and welcome to the latest episode of the Magic Cast. Welcome to episode 186. I'm your host, Scott Monroe. Um, in this episode, we will be talking about yesterday's wonderful 2 0 win over Real Sociedad in the round of 16, first leg in the Europa League. And we might talk about a, a game on Sunday uh, against Sassuolo. There's going to be probably a bit of Jose Mourinho chat to, also because today he's. His appeal
1: got rejected.
0: And uh, with me tonight, I have Joey, all the way from Canada. We may talk about the weather. How are you, Joey? Good. How are you, Scott? I'm very well. I'm happy it's Friday. It's been an interesting week. I'm looking forward to some football over the weekend. Same uh, had, had a fun day out in London last weekend, watching Swindon at Leighton Orient, had a lot of food. Walked a lot because London transport is, is wonderful on the trains, but yeah. All good. Uh, also with us, we have a newbie and also our second female guest, Rosa. How are you?
2: Hello. Hi. I'm I'm well, thank you. How, oh, I've already said, how are you? So I won't ask that again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we we had a nice off pod discussion for about 15, 20 minutes um, talking about all sorts of things. Uh, but before we start, Rosa, just tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Okay. So I, um, despite the confusingly Italian name, I am actually incredibly English. Um, and I've lived in Rome for 12 years now, but I've been a Roma fan for 21, 22 years. So since, since the last Scudetto that they actually won in in 2001, um, I was, should have been doing some homework, but was watching the football and and basically decided that I wanted to, um, go and live in Rome, which then came true some years later. Um, So, I think that's probably the the sort of general gist of of my history behind uh, why I live in Rome.
0: I will ask you because we've talked about this quite a lot on social media when I've been in Rome and when talking on uh, direct message, um, public transport probably yes, a bugbear right. uh, yeah. for both of us in, our, in, in my town that I live in Swindon and for you where you live in Rome uh, the
2: capital city of Italy yeah
0: yeah um, uh, tell tell me and Jerry what you told uh, t- sorry tell uh, the listeners what you told me and Jerry off pod about your wonderful experiences with buses especially in the last 18 months when Roma are selling out Every home game, and
2: it's uh, every much home chaos. game, you've got what sixty thousand yeah. plus people there. I mean, a lot. Most people drive to the stadium, possibly because it is so difficult to to reach by public transport. So, um, the, the attack is the name of the um, public transport company in Rome. It is it is a public transport company. It's not privately owned, and that's been a discussion in recent years as well. Um, but they they make decisions which cannot be described as logical. So, for example. They had to so it, it in order to get to the stadium. I think the easiest way, sort of from from central Rome, is by getting the the Metro A line to Flaminio, and then getting the number two tram to um, Piazza Mancini. Not related to Gianluca, but um, <laughs> and a tram can hold a lot of people. So the, the tram is always quite quite convenient to get get the metro and, and get on the tram. And what they'd done until. Um, just before or after Christmas was uh, shut the tram line two down to to, to do some renovation works and replaced it with a bus. So you'd think, okay, one tram, that's probably two or three buses. But no, it, it was one bus. So um, I think I put lots of photos of this on Twitter, just the number of people waiting to get on one bus uh, was quite spectacular. You kind of had three, three lines of people encroaching further and further on, onto the road as the other buses and, and other taxis are going past as well. Um, and then after Christmas, I remember I came back and, and went to my first game. I was like, oh, fantastic, the tram's back. And I was really excited about this. Um, and I managed to, because also the, the Metro closes at 11.30, which is quite problematic when the game finishes about 11 o'clock and you've got this half hour rush to, to try and get to the Metro before it closes. Um, I had forgotten that since, I think it was November, December of last year, they closed the Metro Line A at nine o'clock for renovation works, and again they replace it with a shuttle bus. So a lot of my stress uh for for Roma games doesn't come from the performance of the of the team so much, but from actually can I get to and from the stadium? So um I've resolved this by taking taxis to get home. Mm.
0: I do see work well, because I when I go, I stay in the Ponte Milvo and it's it's walking distance. That's for me personally because I like to know where I'm going and I like a bit of familiarity. Um, Because if I want to go to Central Rome, I I probably could, but it doesn't really appeal to me. But uh, having a bit of familiarity and just getting from A to B is is quite good because I've had your problems when I've been to America and going to stuff. And also my first time going to watch Roma – I got lost trying to get a taxi back to where I was staying, which was about three miles away. And it bloody scared the shit out of me trying yeah. to get trying to get a taxi in a foreign country the first time. But luckily, ever since, it's, it's been OK. But I do see the buses when I've been, I've been there. I went up into two night games this season against Monza and Rudigeret. And I've seen the queue for the public transport when walking out to the Ponte Milvo and walking past all the the bikes and all the police cars and stuff like that and uh, walking down there it's chaos it's not organized chaos which I'm a massive fan of it's just horrific chaos and hopefully they get it out sorted soon because taxis to and if you live like three or four miles away it's going to cost you a lot of money.
2: Yeah I I just put it down to part of the The costs of going to the football it's like okay yeah a couple of beers and then sort of 20 euros for for a taxi so i I tend to get the the taxi from the center so i'll get the the tram uh to flaminio and then try and find a taxi uh near there so i'm I'm safe. also because you get stuck in traffic and you're paying Paying to be stuck in traffic, which is a oh, waste of yeah. time and money. So we I, could
0: we could talk about Roman traffic for another day. You <laughs> guys, you guys come for the football. We talk about weather, transport, and everything else. But Yeah, uh, I've witnessed it firsthand. I imagine Joey, you have also.
1: Oh, definitely have. Um, I think it's I think it's important for them. Uh, look, as a foreigner from Canada going to see games, I think it's important for them to. Uh, to make this more serviceable for people because it, it's what can attract a lot of people, even outside of Rome, going to watch football games because that's, that's a big thing to do when you're there, right? So my first experience going was the same thing, uh, trouble getting to the stadium. It was Roma Sampdoria about seven years ago. I had two friends who do not watch football at all. They're not football fans, but they came for me and for the experience. They said they love the game, but getting there and back, it, it was a problem. And it's even worse now, from what Rosa uh, was mentioning. So, it's it, to me, it's 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 not a it's obviously not hasn't been a great experience. But I really hope they improve it going forward. Because just for and for foreigners, like if you want to attract as many people as possible, well, th- this is part of the game itself is actually going there and coming back from it.
0: Mm, and you have that matchday experience as well, especially now that there is a sellout, the majority of home games. Um, I think last night was another sellout. I think it's twenty five home games in a row in four different competitions of so Serie A, Coppa Italia, Conference League and Europa League where the stadiums have been a sellout. You wanna have a good match day experience and get in there early as well. I like to get in about an hour or so before kickoff and it's pretty much it's I reckon it's about sixty percent full when I if I when I've been there. And plus you wanna soak up the atmosphere get the anthem on your phone because it's goosebumps and you just, it's it's everything. But yeah, you want to get early and get there early. But if you have the problems, it's just, it's not worth it in the end. But yeah, uh, that was a, quite a nice topic. To, and I'll, something I wanted to talk about because if you're a foreigner like me and Joey and also Rose yourself,
2: because you are. I'm technically. Technically,
0: technically yeah, <laughs> a But living in, in, in Italy, like, um, you want to have a good match day experience and you want to have something that, you can cherish, and if you get all these problems, it's a hindrance, and it's a problem, and it pretty much leaves you with a bit of a sour taste, and you don't want to be rushing to get to a stadium when there's 60-plus thousand every single week, and it's pretty much hectic trying to get in most of the time, but I imagine it's probably even more chaotic most of the times, but yeah, um, it's a topic I like to talk about. I know um, Chiesa Totti has talked about the match day experience. I think I like to talk to, talk about it more often. But yeah, transport. It's a topic I wanted to bring up, Rosa, and I'm mm-hmm. happy we talked about it because I could talk about it <laughs> <I was. laughs>
2: yeah. we, for hours. It's guaranteed
0: to me. Yeah, we could do a three hour podcast. We could yeah about it, but we won't. Um, we'll talk about yesterday's game. Unfortunately, Rosa, you said to me you couldn't go watch it because you were working late. Um, I imagine you, you, I messaged you yesterday saying you were rewatching it. Um, I'll ask you first and Joey, I'll come to you afterwards and I'll talk about how I felt about the game because I just, I rewatched it earlier. Um, 2 0. Another clean sheet. I think that's seven clean sheets in Serie A and in Europe. And yeah, without. they
2: haven't conceded this year. Outside of the Copa Italia, Italia,
0: yeah, it's unbelievable. But what were your thoughts yesterday? Another good win against a, a team that has struggled to score recently, but are a very, very good team in La Liga. They're fourth, but um, they didn't really threaten them that much. There was that Mikel Marino chance after eighty-one minutes, and I think they hit the post with Kubo in the in the first half. But that was yeah. About in the first it, half
2: but... there was they had one one shot that was. Mm. Um, yeah, parried away by U Paduccio, who seems to have come back into form a bit as well. Um I was impressed at how organized they were. It was very different from sort of the the Roma that you saw I think cup oh, yeah, before Christmas of the World Cup. I'm getting all my times mixed up. But um yeah, definitely. I think the players coming back in from injury has definitely kind of put a, a new spring in the step. Um yeah, I couldn't go to the game unfortunately because I was working, so I had to sell my ticket. On. I bought I bought the ticket, not noticing that it was at six forty five and, and nine o'clock. So um, I sold my ticket, and I was very much following the game um, on my phone in my lesson. Uh, luckily, my students are also Roma fans, so so they didn't mind. Um, so I was quite excited to to watch it back. And um, yeah, no, I was I was impressed just at how how well organised they were, especially in midfield, which I think was the sort of weaker area um, in 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 games. I'd say at the beginning of the year.
0: Who knew that Matic and Cristante can play together after we've lamented them on social media for about three months and now they just look irreplaceable. And It's it's night and day. Me and Joey have talked about it for, I would probably say, about three, four weeks, maybe even longer, Joey, that this team looks so much different pre-World Cup to post-World Cup. Um, Do you echo Rose's thoughts on yesterday? Because they looked a lot. I would say they looked organized and they defended deep and caused problems on the counter-attack, especially Karsop and Al-Shararo were absolutely brilliant out wide. And Spinazzola, when he came on, played really well. But, yeah, what were your thoughts on yesterday's performance?
1: I think uh, Rosa said it best. We were definitely uh, really, really organized. More, well, most of what we've seen of 2023, um and that's that's a way uh against these Spanish teams who are really technical they they know how to move well off the ball, especially sociedad like they're good moving off the ball. you have to be organized to cut down their chances and that's what Roma did uh and you're right scott we were we were talking about Matic and Cristante they we were talking about how the pairing just doesn't work, but come twenty twenty three there's been a change they're not they're still not the greatest going forward i mean we still can use someone like Wijnaldum's qualities in there as well, but it, it's nice to have him. But overall, they've been they've been tremendous. And like I was saying, the three back, the wing backs are are need to be key for the formation to work. And they were outstanding yesterday. I thought Mourinho uh, got the forma- uh not the formation, got the players right. Uh, you know, he brought in El-Sharari, who scored. Used Karsdorp. Uh, it's been a nice uh, change of pace from. Seleski who's been struggling, and then even the substitutions he made uh, made a difference. Uh, They continued to surprise me, honestly. I thought at best they would come out with a 1-0 win. And uh, we were talking how much different it would be from a 1-0 to a 2-0 win. And they got the goal from the most unlikely source, somebody that I said I wasn't a fan of. But, I mean, he took his opportunity well. Kumbula scored the second, giving us... uh, A really good hopeful chance next week. It's going to be tough in Spain, but yeah, overall, they looked organized. I mean, Matic was man of the match for me and uh, was just such a great performance from the team all around.
0: Didn't Matic and Cristante have a little tete tet. tete There was maybe a
2: oh, that Yes,
0: a, a coming together, but I tried to re-find it. I think it was 65 minutes in. I, I've, I've, I've got, I know a website where you can re-watch games. I'm not going to say the website because I don't want to get into trouble or anything like that. If you want to know the website, hit me up on, on Twitter with a DM. I'm just... Being polite, I don't want to get done done for DMCA problems, but I was trying to find it, and I think it was 65 minutes in. It panned to uh, the right back of Real Sociedad taking a throw in, and then you, there was you just see it off off camera. I don't know if it was like a. something about a positioning but you you could tell that something went wrong and then i saw it last night and then i wanted to have a look this morning and then later on but yeah i thought oh what's happened here but no it was just uh, probably a, a miscommunication um i will ask you about both of you about kumbula I was so, so happy for him. He's had to wait a long, long time, and then he celebrated his goal with the the ball under his shirt. I think isn 't it is it, his daughter 's birthday was it yesterday or something like that i 'm not too sure but Took his goal brilliantly. I thought he came on. I thought both Diego Lorente and Maris Kumbula played really well. Unfortunate for Lorente because he picked up an injury. I think he grew a lot into the game. I'll ask you both, I'll ask Jerry first and you, Rosa, um, what were your thoughts on Kumbula? Because I was so pleased for him yesterday and he he, he, he took his chance because Ibanez was suspended. I, I imagine in the next four games, in the space of 10 days, there's going to be a bit of heavy rotation, so you might see a bit more of uh, the Albanian in the next couple of weeks.
1: Uh, definitely. I I don't think uh, Scott Hill. I, I just don't see him making an appearance in the next three games. I, I think they're too important for Mourinho to change from the centre-backs, but you might mm. see him afterwards. But uh, Kambula, he... Uh, I, I mentioned before, I, I voiced my opinion, I, I'm not his biggest fan, but he really had a redemption game yesterday. Look, he had his opportunity because Lorente got injured. And even Lorente, he had a decent 45 minutes. He grew into the game. You can tell he definitely has more quality on the ball than Kambula. But Kambula didn't make any mistakes, didn't look really out of position, uh, and he took his goal brilliantly. Uh, Another wonderful assist from Dybala. If we ever score, well, obviously Dybala is usually involved. And wonderful cross, unmarked, timed his run perfectly, and... It it was such a great opportunity he took, and uh, I'll give him I'll give him props. He had a really good game. I'm happy for him.
0: Um, before I'll ask you next, Rosa, but um, I'll give you a bit of a backstory. Uh, Joey penned a love letter to Dabala probably about three episodes ago. Um, and yes, indeed. I I would. I th- what game was it? Was it the Fiorentina game or was it maybe a different other game but it i penned it to eminem and stan <laughs> <laughs> it, it was to that <laughs> so um i I, went, I was going sam sam put eminem and stan in but no it didn't but um i just asked ask yourself rosa kumbola um been waiting in the wings. I was happy for him. What's your thoughts on his performance yesterday? His header was outstanding, and I I jokingly tweeted yesterday that the Barla set piece was not NS NSFW. And I was going to say you could probably put it on a on, a, on an adult website, but <laughs> just just the assist alone. But um, but what's your thoughts on Kumbula and maybe Lorente? Because I thought both of them played pretty well.
2: Well, I was because I got as I said I was, I was working, so I wasn't watching the game live. But when I got the notification, I kind of had to do a double take and be like, "That's wrong," because I, I I didn't even know he'd, he'd come on because I'd seen the start, starting lineup, um, and I was like, "Okay, Lorente, about time he had had a chance." And also, thank God Kumbula's not playing because in the games that he's played, um, we've lost, so was, wasn't his biggest fan. But no, absolutely, like chuffed that he that he scored, and and um, yeah, definitely deserved it. And he said it was just a Dream since day one to score and, and run under the under the curva. Um, so, yeah, no, it was actually brilliantly taken header. And again, Dybala's corners are, I don't know how many we scored from this season, but they're just brilliant. Um, yeah, Lorente as well. Definitely the defence seemed as solid as it does when our normal three play. Um, so So, yeah, very happy that we've got some backup of defenders because it has just been... Mancini, Smalling and Ibanez playing week in, week out, every single game, twice a week for the whole season. So definitely nice to have some uh, other options there.
0: As a caveat, do you think both of the the players that played as, as the left centre half, do you think they will get more game time going forward in the rest of the season? Because me and Joey have talked about the schedule. March is rancid. It is horrid. Like you've got... You got the game Sunday, and then you have got the Real Sociedad game on Thursday, and then you've got the Derby the following Sunday. You've got three games in the next eight days, and you've had another couple of games. You've had Juventus, and then you have had Real Sociedad also. But do you expect a bit of rotation going forward?
2: I wouldn't say for the next games. Um just because reliability sticks stick yeah. with what you know. And then you've got the international break. And then after that, what have we got after that? I don't know. Then you've got Sampdoria, Sampdoria. in yeah. uh, in April yeah. at that point. OK, let's see how, how things are going in the league. The problem is Serie A has been so unpredictable this season with teams losing to... Well, I mean, we lost to Cremonese, which I said about the better, but um, <laughs> we just have no idea kind of what's happening points-wise. So, um, yeah, the potential to have some... Um, oh no, then it's Easter, um, to have a little bit of flexibility is nice, but I don't think we're going to be seeing either of them um, unless something awful happens to any of our other defenders um, until, until April, I'd say.
0: Yeah, I, I was thinking the same um, because he like Jose likes familiarity, doesn't he, with his team and he likes stability and he's got his players where he's got his favourites and I, I, to be honest, in the next, in the next three games, I would not drop Mancini, Small and the Banyas. They're pivotal and they're crucial because you've got the game against Sassuola on Sunday, um, knowing Roma. They've done so well in the last week. They're bound to drop points on Sunday. It's bound to happen. <laughs> uh, just the pessimistic football fan coming out, yeah, out of me. But they've got the important games. Isn't it? Is these Actually, to be honest, these next three games are so crucial because the race for Champions League, one of the teams playing tonight, away at Spezia, Inter, and I think Lataro Martinez has already missed the penalty. Um, Drogalski's saved it. Uh, I, I imagine, Joey, you have it on in the background.
1: I do, zero, 0 at
0: half. Good. On. That's a fist bump for me from my desk. Uh, <laughs>
1: like yeah. I told you, Scott, I'm hoping for a Shemurda master masterclass.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Uh, so am I. But, yeah, uh, we, we talked about Serie A in, in general as, as a good caveat. Um, we've, we talked about it week in, week out. Rosa, have you found Serie A, as you said, it's been crazy. Like, it's crazy.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I don't tend to follow the other scores until Roma are playing, and then see see what's happening in the table. Um, kind of mostly a, a time thing more than anything else. So I haven't I haven't seen a lot of the other teams playing. Uh, but yeah, I think it was into drop points against Bologna, and um, we were playing on the Tuesday, and I was like, oh, this is fantastic. We, you know, we're going to secure second place, and then <laughs> and then and then you kind of go, oh yeah, no, that's that's uh, that's Roma. And, uh, yeah, various group chats. I mean, everybody sent the same meme where it says, like, what is it? you get your hopes up, you get disappointed, and, and that, the, the triangle of being a Roma fan. And it's like, yeah, that, that's incredibly accurate. So, yeah, see what happens on, on Sunday. In theory, I guess that would be the easiest, in commas, uh, game to, to do a little bit of rotation. Um, although I've seen today that loads of players are now out injured as well. So um, Benotti's somehow broken his wrist, uh, Pellegrini had to have 30 stitches
0: yeah. I look quite horrible actually That look yeah. a very nasty clash I know Roma are going to be without Cristante and Pellegrini and oh I don't know what's going to happen I know Wijnaldum will probably come in and you have to play Matic which is, is, is going to be crazy I, I imagine Matic is going to have to play the next three games going into the international break because you cannot Go into the game on Sunday with someone like Bove and Kamara. You might have to just play. What Matt to to Kamara? Oh,
1: I, there's uh oh, there's an there imaginary yeah clause yeah. that everyone keeps talking about. Rosa that he might be an obligation due to appearance because I don't know what happened to him either. That's what I see all over social media, but no one can actually validate if it's true or not.
2: Because he can't kind have of completely fallen out of favour. Um, he was playing quite well as well. He was, he got, yeah. Got a goal, if I remember rightly. Really. Um, yeah,
0: it's been strange this this year with him because you would have thought that he had the opportunity to fit in. I I hope he's given the chance on Sunday because we are going to miss a bit of experience and a bit of I I can't believe I'm saying this in 2023 but a bit of stability without Brian Cristante I know he's probably not everyone's cup of tea but I think he's going to be a big miss on Sunday
2: Brian Cristante is the the mate of the Roma team
1: yeah
0: I've said it I've said it and I'm, I'm, I'm not backing down but he's going to be a big miss
1: Scott, I would have disagreed with you in twenty twenty through uh, 2022, but I can't disagree with you now. He really no. will be. I can't believe I'm saying this. It's coming out, <laughs> out of my mouth. I really am shocked. I'm shocked yeah. to
0: say this. He's, he's, as Rosa said, he's the, the Marmite. You either like him or you, you hate him. I was going to say loathe, but that's a harsh word. But he's been so pivotal in, in recent weeks. And him and Matic have played really well. But going into the game on Sunday, oh, it. It, there's there's this massive part of me that's thinking, Roma well, need to win here to to do to gain momentum going into the derby next week because that's going to be massive, especially with the news coming out today. And Joey sent me a direct message, and when I saw the news, I actually did swear out loud um, that Jose had his appeal rejected, which seems a bit of a farce. He's now going to miss the next two games, which is evidently against Sassuolo and and um, Lazio me and Joe have spoken about it on the pod the other week but can I get your thoughts and your two cents on it Rosa because it just seems a bit
2: It's all very dramatic which is just typical yeah. of the is that because of the, the fourth official as well I think has now been banned from, uh, from referee or oh, I guess fourth assistant um, officiating any, yeah, officiating yeah. The, the word. Um, any other Serie A games so you're thinking well that means he's done something wrong, so therefore if he's if he's facing consequences, and surely jose should should not be because is that not the the situation it's one is wrong and one is right but um but yeah or or in that case at least put the suspension down to just one game rather than <clears throat> than having both both the games um, so yeah, I saw that, and I was like uh, i'm both surprised and not surprised in exactly the same <laughs> moment um but um, yes, and I saw soon seen, soon seen all of the the memes started going up. Well, we've got we've got Foti, so um, our brilliant assistant manager, who every time that he because he's now allowed back uh, on the touchline yeah. because he was banned for a month for a for a month, yes, yeah. threat yeah. threatening and blas- blasphemy, I think uh, it was. So we've got a really good record with him.
0: I, I love in, I love in Serie A now, uh, I think it's the, over the last three or four years, you can get done for blasphemy, which is, I think is one of the best things I've ever seen in football. It's, because it, in England, you can get away with blue murder.
2: You, no, it's yeah. because, um, blasphemy in Italian is yeah. as strong as swearing is for us. Yeah, I would so imagine, so I would imagine, a, I yeah. imagine so. Yeah. Yeah. There are cer- certain phrases that, that are just, you know, um, incredibly offensive and, and it's blasphemy it's a, it's a Catholic yeah. country so and you know we've got the Pope, Pope over the over the way so yeah it's it's a uh, it's a big deal and uh, you can't translate these expressions either they just don't make sense in English so because uh, my older students the adults will ask me like how do you say that or like is there a is there an alternative? And I'll say no. There's not. No.
0: <laughs> yeah, because I remember uh, Cristante got dumped for it against Bologna during the COVID season. After he scored that own goal in that in that weird five-one win we had, and and I, I think uh, Mandragora got done. I think other players have got done because I, uh, I yeah, I jokingly said it, it, it is because it's a Catholic country, and if you say blasphemous things, you will get done. But over I'm here, still
1: waiting for Buffon to be suspended, oh.
2: or um, Bonucci or Chiellini ever the yeah. things that they, they do and say and never seem to get yeah, any kind of anything, yeah. punishment for.
1: They should put an they should put an asterisk that if you play for Juventus, you won't get suspended. They should really put that asterisk. Allegedly, but anyways, I digress, Scott. On that, I can go <laughs> no, on
0: and on. No, nah, it's fine. Uh, I will probably we'll we'll talk about the game on Sunday because we we digressed a little bit. But what's your both thoughts about going into the game? That the momentum is kicking is is going in Roma's way because two very good wins, the win Juventus against Juventus was brilliant, but it was very nervy, and uh, I may have felt sick during added time, Um, but yesterday was quite good. Um, Rosa, I'll start with you, then we'll go to you, Joey. What's your thoughts going into Sunday? Because it is a crucial game, and Roma will be missing key players.
2: Yeah, Roma missing key players. Roma having a good moment, and Sassuolo having Fratesi, who has something to prove because we didn't buy him in uh, in the summer. And he came out today and said, oh, you know, I, I don't know why they didn't buy me. And, and it seems quite offended, uh, not with his own team for not willing to sell them at a, at a, at a, at a lower price and his own director of sports. But uh, he seems to be or his comments were reported as being a bit more directed angrily towards uh, towards Roma. So, um, yeah, it kind of, yeah, it would be you would think that with the stability that Roma have, they they should Pull out a, a win, but then it's almost so, I'm, I'm, yeah, it might just be like a. you're there thinking before the game, okay, three points would be useful, and then suddenly at half time, you're hoping that we get an equaliser. I can see it being one of those uh, situations.
0: So basically, nil nil for about 18 minutes, and then just your sheer, sheer panic, like you you know. When, when we play these type of teams because I remember in the lockdown season it was nil nil. Pedro got sent off last season. It was Mourinho's thousandth game and it was chaotic, uh, if I remember. I think Scamacca hit the post and had a goal disallowed and then he almost scored right at the end after Al-Sharari scored. But yeah, I'm looking forward to this game actually because I think it should be quite an interesting game. I am looking at the lineups on Gazetta formation. So, and there's a couple of changes yeah okay but yeah I'm with you Rosa there is a bit of pessimism but I'm also looking forward to it because the momentum's there but Roma can't have three games in a row where they play well can they because something is bound to happen it, it always does doesn't it it's always it's, just, it's,
2: just yeah, it's, it's what you yeah it's what you expect
0: it's Roma's DNA. Yeah, so. uh, Joey, what's your thoughts going into Sunday? It, as it's the Sunday evening kickoff. So you might be all right, Rosa, with the transport.
2: Yes, I just looked at the time. I was like, fantastic, six o'clock. It means I can get the Metro home. So um, I'm, I'm already winning the game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, so Joey, what's your thoughts on, um, on the game on Sunday? Oh, it's Sunday. Yeah, it is Sunday. It's, it's Sunday. Friday.
1: Yeah, Too it's been a long week. I am, I am extremely worried. That's, uh, yeah, I'm extremely worried. Um, Rosa mentioned something key that I wanted to mention for this game. It's I think it's part of Roma's DNA. When they play some of the later kickoffs on Sunday or if it's Monday or uh, against Carmenesio was on a Tuesday, they seem to not do as well. It seems like for some reason Roma have less pressure when they play earlier rather than playing later after some of their opponents have already played. So. Fratesi has something to prove. Um I'm generally worried about the physical conditions of certain players. Uh you guys mentioned about the injuries, so there's gonna be no Pellegrini, probably no Balotti. Sobakin, I know you guys haven't mentioned yet, he is still out. He didn't train today. So so what do you do? Do you run Matic and someone like Dybala again, and then you have to run them another two games straight? So that's part of the worrying is we don't have the rotation. We have no Cristante. We, we talked about this, Scott, uh, a couple episodes. Like, how do you manage Matic in this situation? Well, now we don't have Cristante. Uh, and what do you do with Matic? So you have to play him against Asuolo, mm. against Sociedad, and the Derby. So same with Dybala. We all know his physical conditions. It's likely the same case. So I'm just worried as a... I, I'm not going to say it's like going to be Cremonese. I mean, we are at home. So it's a bit reassuring. I'm just worried about... You know, how we always re- respond after playing such a d- good game a few days before. It happened against Salzburg. We had an amazing 2 0 win. We were all happy. We had such a good pod. And then Tuesday, they lost to Cremonese to come second place. So it's just a worry game. And with Fratezi being there, uh, the article came out just in the right time, right, about him not coming to Roma. So I, I don't know. I'm worried. I I do. Like Fatih and the stability of Rome, just I'm just a little worried about this game that they're already overlooking it, you know, because they have uh, that second leg and the Derby coming up.
0: That's understandable. Um, they also Cesuero have Barardi, which is a player that I adore. Um, also Loriente up front is a, a very good addition to their team. I do you, this is a, a question because I've I play a simulated football game, which Rosa talked about off pod, um, football manager. Would you see, Frattesi is a big player on that game. and he, he does leave Sassuolo, but could you both see a vision of 2023 next season of him being in a Roma shirt? Uh,
2: yes. Yeah. Although after today, I'm slightly, well, because he's, I think if I'm not mistaken, he is Roman and was in the, in the youth system.
1: Mm-hmm. and in
2: fact won the I think won the scudetto with the with the youth team as well I've seen photos of him in a, in a Roma shirt looking very young um so I think you know ultimately it's, it's what he would love to to do is it's the dream of any kind of Romanista growing up is is to play for the team um but I guess it all depends on the money and of yes. course we don't have any
0: yeah Allegedly but, Well, we're
2: not yeah.
0: allowed to spend any more, Yes, yes, it's all free transfers If you believe by the Jose Mourinho fans Who found us on social media No, it's just a, a question I wanted to think Because I would love him in the team I would have loved Roman to get him on January But I know Sassuolo's president Dug his heels in After the Locatelli deal Where I think Juve had a free loan for two years And pays £40 million this summer so they had a player for free for two years, and then get him for forty million. So yeah, i it, i don't I don't mind Sassuolo digging their heels, but I do see him being him being in a Roma shirt and adding a bit more balance and a bit more guile and, and invention to this midfield for next season, and may drive us to success. But who knows? Who knows?
1: Scott, could I, if I can, just chime in? Like we spoke last time, wouldn't it be a perfect pairing with a certain uh, Moroccan? In the midfield.
0: Uh, a bald Moroccan who yes. uh, I took a photo of him talking to Jose Mourinho after the Fiorentina game. Yes. Who could have went to Barcelona in the January transfer window and kicked off a first.
1: Yeah, that's exactly him. I That would excite me just as much as when we signed Bala. Really, I think that would be the perfect pairing for Rome. But on Fratesi, um the article came out today kind of, Shocked me a little bit because he said he doesn't know what's going to go on in the future. I mean, he's a professional, he has to, and he kind of regrets what happened. So, but I still think in the end, he'll be a Roma player, like you mentioned. I think something he has something to prove here. So, I really hope to see him next season.
0: But if anyone didn't get the player that Joey was talking about with Sofian Amrabat, I think that would be amazing. Um, but we'll see how, uh Fiorentina deal with that because their president, Rocco Camiso, is i would say is a bit bonkers isn 't he Rosa uh,
2: yeah, th- <laughs> Fiorentina is such a strange football team like it 's yeah kind of like so, yeah they 're <laughs> odd just very very odd they 're Tuscan they 're odd yeah
0: yeah um,
2: do you guys
0: do you guys have anything else to add? Um, talked about the game yesterday and talked a, a bit about. Uh, the game on Sunday. I imagine Rosa for you. Rome next Sunday will probably be locked down because of the derby. I know. It, I know it's yeah. nine days away and it's it's something to look forward to. But I remember speaking to a barmaid in one of the restaurants I was in in my hotel in August, and she told me about. Because she lived in London in Putney for I think it was six years, and she said the Ponte Milvio region of Rome is just completely on lockdown on the Derby.
2: It's yeah, um, so it's really interesting the way. So Ponte Milvio is always like the the sort of Lazio end, that's, yeah. So, that's um, our, so I've never actually ends, been yeah. there, and then Ooh. we've got the other side across the the other bridge. Um, which I don't know the name of, i just call it... The, so the, the it's not the Tiber, the is it the Tiber? The Tiber is the, yeah, in, in, the, um, in the middle and then you've got the, the two bridges that, that go across uh, yes, it with access yeah. to the stadium. So yes, uh, remember, we've yeah. got the one from... Um, I don't know the name of the bridge, I walk across it all the time, but uh, yeah, from uh, Piazza Mancini uh, and that's where we all gather together. But I remember uh, last season, the, yes, 3-0 one, um Suddenly seeing a massive group of uh, guys all dressed in black sort of walking very quickly away from the stadium and towards um, Piazza Mancini, which is where all the Roma fans are. And I thought, Mm. I think they might be Lazio Ultras and something is going to kick off. So I kind of hurried myself closer towards the the bar in safety there. So yeah, it can get get quite heated, but um, the police do completely separate the the two bridges um so that we don't have any contact with each other having said that before or on the public on public transport or walking to the stadium, when when you've parked your car you know half a mile away so you can actually find a parking space the fans do tend to intermingle and there there don't seem to be problems but there there is such an atmosphere it's uh yeah it's quite intimidating it's fun though
0: i know the derby is eight days ago but uh, eight days ago english scott eight days or eight nine days away but I wanted to talk a little bit about it because you've been to the games as well, Rosa, but I imagine the atmosphere is not as toxic and there's not, is, is it that you still have that atmosphere because it's the one city Derby. You've got two, I would say big clubs there. They want to compete. They want to play one big Europe. club and then Lazio. <laughs> I'm trying to be polite. <laughs> I'm, <trying> to... <laughs> no,
2: I, I'm with Rosa. I'm yeah. with Rosa. <laughs> have, you, have you seen the photos? Fo- Sorry, I'm going to slag off Lazio for a bit now. But um, the photos from their Tuesday night conference league game, which they also lost. Um, I heard there yes, was not many it, people. Honestly, in. it looks like it was a closed game um, because there, there's no one there apart from sort of a few people in, in the Curva Nord, but the rest of the stadium is completely empty.
0: Yeah, yeah, I've heard. But yeah, is the I know it is the. I'm I'm, I'm going to stay polite. Okay. If it's on social media, I wouldn't. But I, yeah, I'm trying to be <laughs>
2: diplomatic.
0: Yes, yeah, trying to stay down the middle, not like the BBC over here in the UK. That I was I, w- I was going to bring that up earlier, but no. Um, yeah, there there is probably still that a bit of toxic atmosphere because it's a heated rival in a local derby, but I imagine with the police presence it's probably died down a lot since I want to say that infamous derby in 2004 where it was postponed. I think the anniversary of that is next week and also the early, probably in the early 2000s and maybe going into 2013-14 eras, but I imagine it's not as not as bad, not as hectic, but it's still a
2: bit of chaos. Yeah. Controlled chaos. Yeah. Controlled, yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, I find the Italian police to be also incredibly intimidating as, as they are. So, uh, yeah, you can't I've seen avoid. I've firsthand. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I want to avoid any trouble with them, let alone trying to yeah. sort of get across the, the barricade. So I, I know that if, if it's the Derby, I won't be wearing, especially because we're the away team as well. So there's going to be less of us, allegedly. Yeah. Um,
1: so don't I, I don't colours. I don't
2: wear colours. Yeah, I kind yeah. of have everything. I won't like have have my scarf kind of tucked in in my handbag or something, and then only once I'm sort of outside the stadium with with the other Roma fans will I kind of reveal my true identity as a Romanista, um, which is what uh, I think a friend of a friend advised me to do when we I think when I went to my first first ever derby. Um, so so yeah, it's kind of it's it, in a way it's fun because everybody knows somebody who supports the other team. So I'm I'm a teacher and my classes are divided into like you know who's Roma who's Latio. Um and there's always a lot of kind of banter before um, before the derby and then after. I remember when we lost uh, two seasons ago, I was like, oh no, I don't want to have to teach that kid. She's going to be a nightmare. <laughs> Um, but when
0: you won three, when, when Roma won 3-0, I imagine it was one of the best Mondays ever.
2: Oh, yeah. No, that was a great day here. I don't think I slept. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that, that, was, uh, that was a nice day. But then because I'm the, also because I'm the responsible adult, um, I'm not allowed to tease children. Uh, so I just kind of might mention the score in passing and then let the kids fight amongst themselves whilst I'm going, OK, well, it's not time to talk about football. Come on, let's go on with the... Some English lesson. Yeah, but you like yeah, um
0: Tammy Abraham's a good player, isn't he? He got above the the defence for that goal, but yeah. Rick Carstorp flying down the wing, yeah, but yeah. Um I'm looking forward to it. Um it's probably I hope it's better than the previous derby. I know it's it's nine days away, but I wanted to bring it up because you've been to games this season, you've been to Derby games and also you do what me and my mates do when we walk Swindon away and if we're playing a local rival, we don't wear colours either. So we played, i say we, Swindon played Newport a couple of weeks ago and they're they're quite close to each other. It's only 45-minute train ride and there were some problems in town centre in Newport and it kicked off. We didn't wear colours because you you pretty much single yourself out as a target. So I imagine you you, you do the right thing and probably someone's been like, don't wear colours, don't do it because you single yourself out.
2: Yeah, definitely. Although, I mean, we because it's the same city, I think there is the, the less of an issue maybe. Well, no, that's not true. Um, so I yeah, kind of sort of think, okay, safety first. And if I am waiting for the tram, for a long time uh, and I'm there with my, with my Roma scarf and uh, you know see a bunch of Lazio fans it's just not worth the, just not worth the even the teasing if we've lost or, or that kind of thing I'm really annoyed about the last derby because it was my birthday as well so um, oh so
0: you're in November so it was after the Ludogorets game and it just yeah I'm, I'm sorry
2: <laughs> uh, like Banyas ruined my birthday so oh, <laughs> well, that's a... uh, um, I'm out for be... revenge
0: yes yeah, so I think a lot of Roma fans I know it's I know it's eight days um have you guys got anything to else to add?
1: Um no, I'm just putting up the uh cross handcuffs in support of Mourinho.
0: <laughs> <laughs> how it started and how it's going, as I put on social media earlier. <laughs>
1: uh yeah, it's uh he's just that's Jose being Jose, but no just in support of him. Forza Jose, really.
0: Uh, before I finish, twenty two years ago today, as we were talking about the the Rome Derby was the infamous 5-1 Montella and I remember that game was not shown on British TV they had to show at like 3.30 in the morning if you remember Rosa Channel 4's coverage of Italian football was pretty much on its dying legs which was a shame because I think most Italian football fans would probably wanted to watch that game
2: yeah no I think again also I was very very young so there's no way I was I think I might I think I might have videoed it on VHS Is, or something to watch yeah. it because I knew about because I, I was watching the the, the the videos they put today on social media and I was like I remember this so well and I thought no I don't I was, I, A I wasn't there definitely I was sort of 15 school, years old and in school like me um, and I definitely don't think because they stopped showing so the moment I decided I was going to be a hardcore Roma fan they pretty much mm. stopped showing any of the games live on, on TV so
0: yeah I had someone who so this was about 16 months ago, we had Jonathan Grade, who worked on Channel 4 for Football Italia. He said, pretty much near the end, we all knew what was going to happen. And he's written a book about it as well. And as you said earlier, we're digressing and we're coming to the end of the podcast. But when Roma won the league, they overrun because... If you remember on Channel 4, they had to show Hollyoaks.
2: They they actually cut the coverage and I never actually got to see the final whistle.
0: (laughs) I thought it was due to the cricket, but no, there wasn't no test series or nothing like that. It was due to Hollyoaks, if I remember. Hollyoaks, Joey, is a British soap drama on terrestrial TV, which has been going on for almost 30 years.
1: Oh, God. And they cut the game for that?
0: Yeah, they've had to oh cut, they cut, cut. Omnibus on the Sunday. The, omnibus, the which was the the full week. Yeah, they used to do that for the cricket also because of the the news and stuff like that. But yeah, it's um, it's you knew it, it was it's on its legs.
1: It's crazy, Scott. Because I, I I sort of remember the game, and I've even watched the replay. The fantastic. I think, by the way, I think that was one of Tati's best derby, derby games ever. Uh, if you notice, he engineered three of Montella's four four goals and he had Mm. that beautiful chip at the end. But anyways, uh, what I was going to say is we've had less problems like that here in Canada where, and even back then when soccer wasn't less known, I still found it, I still find it really like just crazy how much of these things that happen in, in the UK for football with these restrictions and especially, Scott, you mentioned about the blackout periods you guys have. Four matches start week. we yeah. don't have any problems of like that here and football it's it's well known but it's not like it is in the UK or, or obviously in Italy so I just find it I just find it so strange
2: is that the, 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 they can't show any live games at three o'clock on a Saturday
0: yeah in the UK so during COVID they could because they were allowed to and for football league you can watch your individual team on iFollow which is the streaming service which is quite good but ever since you could go back into football stadiums. They scrapped it, and now from two forty-five to five fifteen every Saturday, can't watch any football on TV. That's why um, when Serie A is on the the five o'clock six p.m. kickoff time on the, on the Saturday, we miss the first fifteen minutes, and it's it, it's a pain.
2: Did they show it from the kickoff? Do they show it from fifteen minutes in?
0: Fifteen minutes in.
2: That's better actually, because there's nothing worse than watching not live football.
0: No, but it's a pain. Um, yeah. I think we've pretty much talked almost 50 minutes, and it's Friday, and I want to wrap this up. And, Rosa, it's, like, almost 20 past 10, and you're probably waiting for your Chinese food.
2: I can hear them plating up outside.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I won't keep you. Uh, Rosa, before we go, thank you very much for coming on. You are our second female guest, thank and you. you're more than welcome. Oh. you're more than welcome to come on again. I was... I was going to talk about this this time, but I'll probably talk about the next time you come on because we talked to Nanda, uh, get get my words out. We talked to Nanda about this and she's going to the game on Sunday. I wanted to talk about me too, because I know there's been a lot of problems of women going to watch games. I want to talk to you about that, but I will save that for a different time. Um, where can we find you on social media? On
2: um, social media, I am um in, I'm lucky enough to be in both sort of Italian Roma Twitter and uh, English language Roma Twitter, and I cannot remember uh, at La Rosolution.
0: I won't ask you, Joey, because. We we know what we know what your your social media is. Yeah, yeah. As I as fine. I tag you on it most of the time. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> uh, I, I before we wrap up, I want to say just thank you, thank you both for for joining me on this Friday. It's it's twenty past nine. Uh, I might watch some TV in a bit and some Chicago PD and just chill out because I'm off to watch some football tomorrow. But guys, you can follow us at lemagicast.com and you find. All the episodes on the website, and then you can find our podcasts on the podcast platform. So Apple, SoundCloud, Podbean, etc. etc. Um Joey, Rosa, absolute pleasure. Thank you both for coming on. Um especially uh, an excellent debut, Rosa. I was gonna say not I was gonna say a niche Roma player from the past, maybe a Matteo Brighi or Rodrigo Tardai. For if you're in that 2000, either, yeah, yeah 2009 familiar. to 2011 range where he came on, did a job in a derby but thank you very much for coming on and you're more than welcome to come on anytime soon. Oh yeah, thanks, no, anytime It's
2: been so much fun
0: uh, We'll probably be back uh, we were going to record Sunday, but we're going to record Monday on the Sassuolo game, and then we've got the derby coming up. Whisper it quietly before after the Real does. But thank you very much. Uh, enjoy your weekends. Enjoy your football. And Roma are doing well and may get top four, as I predicted a few weeks ago. Ciao. Ciao. Bye.